0: You're listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org/podcasts.
1: I got a little taste of your love the other day, and I just
2: can't get Hey This is Mick, and you are listening to a chirp artist interview. I am on the line with Alex, Sale, and Josh.
3: Good man. Pretty good. Thanks for having us.
2: Of the California soul band, The Sacred Souls. Tell me about the origin story for the band. Like it the band kind of developed in phases, right? Like it was originally a two-person band, and then and then you brought on a singer. Or how did how did this all work out?
3: Uh this is Alex. It started out when uh me and sal we we played a house show together. Our bands were playing a show together and uh we just started talking and we figured out that we both were really into like oldies and that that kind of like low rider soul type of sound and and we just started thinking about starting a project together to to bring back that that rare sound. We just got to recording in my garage. I have like a little home studio set up. And uh, from there, we started cutting some instrumentals and we just really needed to find a singer. So like out of the blue, I, I, I see Josh on Instagram. And the first thing that caught my eye or uh, caught my ear, actually, was that he just kind of had like a sound like Marvin Gaye. And I just it instantly like att- attracted me to hit him up. And, and we as soon as we hit him up the first jam session, like he recorded Rose from there, like. We just been a, a good writing team.
4: This is Josh here. I was doing solo stuff and I didn't think I was going down that route. I think I wanted to incorporate soul into whatever songwriting I was already doing, which was kind of a hodgepodge of things I was into. But it but then meeting Sal and Alex and hearing about the project, it felt good to dig into to soul a little more, especially being that being an African American, it felt it feels good to kind of look back at the history and pick and choose the things that really resonate with me for writing and i'm sure the the guys think the same with with their inspirations with soul
2: yeah and you guys are all fairly young right like how did um how did you all sort of discover soul music and decide that that was what you're going to play instead of like there may a more contemporary genre like punk or hip-hop or maybe heavy metal this this is sal i think we we pretty much all just to, to some
0: extent you know grew up on a certain type of soul, whether it was low rider soul, oldies, you know, classic soul, or, you know, the, the mainstream artists, you know, I think we all kind of grew up on it. And, you know, so it kind of just it, it stays with you even even growing up, you know, we all we all played in different styles of music, you know, and bands before, we all still, you know, loved soul music. And it kind of, I think it just kind of stuck with us as we grew up.
2: And now you're signed to probably one of the biggest. Soul labels still running. Daptone. Um, how did how did that happen? That's pretty incredible.
3: When we first started, we had posted like a few little snippets of our our demos that we were working on on Instagram. Instantly, like we we had a good response to those to those little demos, and uh, because of that, we had a a guy hit us up and he asked us if it was okay for him to send our demos to Gabe Roth we were just kind of like okay let's see let's see where this goes you know he sends me a text and he's like let's just say uh expect a call from Gabe Roth you know Gabe Gabe calls us up and uh he, he makes it out to our second show ever and after that gig like he just wanted to work with us and it was only like maybe maybe a few days after that second gig that we went into the studio with him and we tracked Rose and week for your love
1: And I call you Rome.
2: Some of the um, sort of direct influences uh, that went into Call Me, uh, it, Can I Call You Rose, like there is a very classic vibe to it, but um, it seems like you're also going for uh, for a very specific sound. It's not just, you know, uh, sort of a hodgepodge. It's very specific. It's very conservative, it feels like.
3: I recorded that instrumental sometime in 2018 before meeting Sal or Josh, and really it was just... I was just kind of like improvising on this kind of style. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like maybe one of the first songs in, in the soul style that I've recorded. And I didn't really like think too much about like pulling from certain influences here and there, but it, it kind of just came together. But uh, as soon as Josh, you know, wrote the lyrics and, and sang on it, it just, I feel like his his influences of different kind of music just like it it just made it sound unique specifically for that track. We really like to pull from a rare soul that has like some t- like drum breaks and a heavy bass line or some haunting vocals. It it just depends on the track really. But, but we're really, me and Sal like collect and collect 45s. And we're always looking for some new music to listen to.
0: Pretty much too. Besides that, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of genres that, you know, that we pull from, even like you know from the three of us you know there's there's like rock steady music you know Josh pulls a lot from from indie and and different different artists that he that he's into and i think when we all get together and and kind of try to write something our our influences all kind of come out in different ways you know like alex was talking about you know like the rare soul cuts that we that we're always looking for i'm always i'm always looking for a for a baseline or something that'll stick out to me you know, and I'm sure you know the first thing that catches his attention is probably you know like a drum break or something like that. So, so yeah, I think I think we definitely all pull from different from different genres and styles too. So I think we get a cool style out of it.
1: Could have been me. Could have been me lying on the concrete. There's a. Need.
2: thing that i want to ask you about is uh the song uh give us justice seems to address some of the specific sort of questions of race that came up this past year now we're coming up on i mean it's it's almost spring again we're coming up on sort of i think the anniversary of the uprisings last year in just a couple of months we're just on the tail end of black history month do you guys think that um that like the that like anything has really changed over the over the past year? do you think people are a little bit more aware of you know the work that needs to be done to change the world in a positive way? do you think your message is getting out there?
4: I feel like we could we could probably only answer that question through our own lens and sphere, and I'll say being an african American, I feel like I'm um a version of Of black culture, where I was, I feel really lied to by America and school and culture about my culture. As when it comes to our message, our message, we're just, I think, translating the energy and and frustrations that the whole culture at, at at large has been feeling. It's not like we have a specific message that we're trying to put out. It's more like we're trying to be a mirror to what was going on. And at the time, I was feeling all these feelings. I I put the, like the song kind of wrote itself just because I was really just pulling from current events, which is sad to say. And then musically, Alex heard what I was doing and kind of like, I say, souped it up. (laughs) And then Sal Sal came in and and threw down some bass that souped it up. And I, I think the answer to your question is, I think our message is being heard because it's a big, it's a part of the bigger message, which is there won't be any peace until there's justice because without justice, peace is just a facade held by the people in power, the people who feel comfortable. Even the even the chorus alone, it wasn't our words. It's no justice, no peace is what was being yelled out by the protesters being brave and being slandered as hate groups and all these things and, and standing in that picket line to, to fight for justice. So all we did was take the, those words and put Melody behind it. And hopefully it it stays in um, a beacon of hope and hopefully our song just kind of like gets to be part of the soundtrack of these movements lately. I hope the change is bigger than it. I I think the change is real small, but if anything, I think eyes are opened.
2: Well, I I appreciate you sharing that message with me today. And um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great song. uh, Give us justice. Uh, All of your songs are great. And um, yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you guys about your music and have you come on our artist interview series and talk with me and, you know, uh, introduce yourselves to our audience.
4: Thank you. And also just wanted to give a quick shout out, first names only of uh, some of the band members who aren't on this interview, Jensen singing with us and Riley playing keys. And then Shay, Shay on the
2: guitar. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, this is Ben Mick for the trip radio artist interview series with alex sale and josh of the soul band the sacred souls thanks again for your time today guys
3: thanks again man thank you thank you
0: This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org/podcasts.